All right, welcome to this episode of Optimal You. Today, my guests, I'm super excited to hear what they have to say. The story that they are going to share, Taylor and his lovely wife, <laughs> Colton. Taylor is the lovely wife. <laughs> his lovely wife, Taylor. Uh, you pointed at me off the bat. I was like, <laughs> I know. I'm Colton. I'm All Colton. right. Hey, we got Colton. And you've only known Taylor. each other since you were like six. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Hey, but for those of you watching Optimal You for the first time, this is a podcast vlog that's real. Mm. And what what we do, what our objective is, is that Optimal You is designed and meant to empower individuals to live their optimal lives. And so my guests that I invite on have awesome stories of trials and triumphs that they've gone through. And I hope that the messages that they share can help individuals who maybe you're going through a similar thing or maybe you're going through something not even related, but it will give them the motivation and the courage to act and to change their lives so that they can live their optimal life. Now, Colton, we've had you on the show before. I've introduced you. I'm not going to run through that again. Yes. But what I'll have you do is I'll have you introduce your wife. Awesome. I would love to introduce my <laughs> wife. So before, just for the record, for everybody watching, <laughs> Joe has the raddest voice to listen to. You really do. You have like the perfect announcer voice. It's like not my regular talking voice, but it's my either when I'm on either when I'm on a phone or when I'm recording. Dude, it's voice. so good. It literally is the and most I, perfect. Said, I think I said that voice. on the last time that yeah. I was here when we were sharing <laughs> yeah. your story. But I like it a lot. Thank and you. I'll tell you about Taylor. So let me let me introduce <laughs> you all to Taylor. So this is my lovely wife. We've been married about four and a half years. We met six years ago from our buddy Blake. Um, and Blake introduced us while she was in town for her brother's wedding. She at the time was Ooh. living in Hawaii. She's half Hawaiian, half Texan, which Texas pride, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but the wrong Joe. kind of Texan Cowboys fan. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Houston, I feel Texans. similar too. <laughs> yeah. I feel really similar. <laughs> Cowboys are the best. Sweet. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, 49ers fan. Oh. oh. Okay, go ahead. So continue. Keep keep introducing your lovely wife. I'm actually an Oakland Raiders fan. Anyway, so so Taylor. He's been married for four years. Four he switched half. last year. <laughs> she says I wow. switched. I've never even been to a 49ers game. I've been to two Oakland Well, Raiders you liked games. the 49ers until, um, what's his face? I liked both teams. <laughs> anyway, regardless of the deal, you see Taylor's a little bit oh, fiery. Man. This is the Texan in her, and she's also Polynesian. So the two together, you couldn't get We're more. We're really prideful. You couldn't get more pride in one human. <laughs> That's awesome. Of just being proud of who you are, yeah. not being so much of like screw everyone thing, even though that kind of comes with it too. But there's a lot of good fire sometimes. So, but Sometimes. the fun thing about Taylor is that Taylor's miscompassion. So, um, in introducing Taylor, Taylor um, grew up mostly in Texas, lived a bit in Hawaii. She has a bunch of family on the North Shore of Oahu, and her brother now lives on Eva Beach, which is right next to um, Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Harbor. Oh, wow. So, that's it's where... Pretty much backyard. Yeah. So, wow. so which... Um, yeah, we FaceTimed them yesterday. We felt kind of cool. They survived the hurricane. <laughs> good. Didn't even have any hurricane. Where yeah, they it were. turned into a tropical Whoa. storm, so yeah. it was weird. Oh, good. Which they so, got like which less was awesome. rainfall than flood seasons and stuff, yeah. so they were sweet. 
So it's good. But so Taylor um, is a hairstylist. She uh, when we met, she was going to school to be a calculus teacher, high school calculus teacher. What? Yeah, really. So she's really smart, which is really Nerd. funny. So she yeah. does, <laughs> she does all the books and stuff for wow. Godfrey Entertainment for Greg and stuff. Takes care okay. of all of his stuff because yeah. she's just really good with things like that. Seriously, but I like numbers according to my calculations. Yeah, according <laughs> to what I know. <laughs> so, but after like a year. Not even a year. We hadn't even been married a year. It was like maybe eight months. And she's like, I'm going to go to school for hair. I'm like, oh, that seems pretty contradictory <laughs> to what you've been doing. You're like almost done and going to be a teacher. And she's like, yeah, I don't think I want to be a high school teacher. I'm like, I don't want you to either. You're a tiny human. It would be more fun <laughs> if you went and did this. Because at the time I was traveling around a lot for work and stuff and I mean, still do a bit, but most of the time I was gone and I wanted her to be able to come with me. So I was super supportive. She ended up going through, is a really great hairstylist. So if you need your hair, dude, get your girl. <laughs> and um, she's a big time artist and stuff. So it fits in with like her ethos of life. Okay. But um, Taylor and I grew up from completely different backgrounds with parents, families, our brothers and sisters. Well, my sister. Her brothers and my brothers couldn't be more opposite. <laughs> and I don't think our parents could be more opposite. So even down to our zodiac signs, we're not even supposed to be together. And but well, we that's are, what it says. So She's been obsessed yeah. with this, like Screw You Astrology. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I She's really been like reading it. a book called Screw You Astrology. And, <laughs> no. Oh, no. Okay, it's not really called Screw You Astrology, but it's called <laughs> the only astrology book you will ever need. So she's been mm. loving it. I when literally bought it because of that title. When I was like, done. hmm. I'm not going to yeah. need any other I'm not ones. I'm going to need anything else. Well get Learn everything right here. It's a great marketing right? technique right so, there. Yeah, but the only podcast and vlog you will ever need. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> only way that you can be Optimal You is by watching Optimal You. It's the only one. <laughs> the only way. And you can put it all mm. in this passport. <laughs> done. Go around the country. Anyway, so Taylor <laughs> is awesome. And uh, not only... She looks like the pretty typical pretty girl, but she's actually really, really smart. And even though our backgrounds have been completely different, the cool, I would say, um, in the triumphant side, what you said at the beginning, um, mm -hmm. I think one thing that we're really open with that not a lot of people are as much is that we pretty much hated each other the first three years of marriage, which usually people have like a honeymoon phase that they go through. We never did. We didn't get to that point because our families were fighting like the night before we even got married. It, it was, we didn't communicate very well with marriage stuff, getting up to it because we didn't really want to do a wedding. We were kind of just doing it for our parents. They both wanted to celebrate. Really, yeah. and I just, I just wanted cool to get married fight. and then peace out. Bye. Yeah. Do your thing. So, yeah. So they, it started off really rough where like she's back in her family, I'm back in mine, and we dug our heels in hard. Yeah. But um, all in all, especially over the last year and a half, I can honestly say the last year and a half of my life, whether I've done different things over the last year and a half than I thought I ever would, mm -hmm. and it's by far been the happiest year and a half of my entire life. So it's now, been really cool. Last time you were on, you were telling me about patterns, and you were telling me about this program that you've been a part of which ironically, this podcast is Optimal You. This program you've been a part of is called BU. Yeah. Now, BU not only has helped you with challenges or, or 
growing up the way that you guys did individually, but it's also helped strengthen your marriage, right? Oh, yeah. Tell mm-hmm. me more about this program, Patterns, how you got introduced to it, what you've done with it, and how it has helped your life and your marriage. Those are three mm-hmm. questions. Can you remember? That? Can you tell yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I ask got questions yeah. for a living. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love gonna, it. I'm just going to outline them for you. Yeah. Here's one, two, three, and then yeah, I'm going to Just fill those. this out real quick. Here's your application. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Any yeah, you don't have to go in that order, but, uh, but I'm interested in hearing about this. Be you yeah. patterns. And, so, um, yeah. So just, just as a back, backstory, um, most people just would look at me, period, as somebody that's just kind of a big screw-off that just wants to play, which is pretty true. But one of the things that I that a lot of people don't know about me is that I have a huge connection with people, period. I, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have this, like, ever since I was a little kid, even Tyler Cahoon and I, we'd be like mm-hmm. five years old and we'd play Cowboys and Indians. And I just looked as Indians were the bad guys and cowboys were the good guys. We play cops and robbers. And I was always the cop. I was always the cowboy. <laughs> I was always the good guy because I refused to be the villain because I wanted to be the Even hero. to our like Halloween costumes, I'm like, oh, you should be the Joker and I'll be what like what's her face? Harley Quinn. He's like, I I can't be the Joker. He's the bad guy. <laughs> I don't want to be the bad guy. He never yeah. wants to be the bad guy. So I've had this obsession with being like a superhero <laughs> since I was a little kid. And part of it is because I could feel how people feel in a way. People have a frequency that they mm-hmm. operate at. And you can feel people's frequencies if you dial in. It's just a weird thing. Sounds really goofy. But you can feel people's energies yes. is pretty much what it is. Very true. So if you're around somebody that's in a really, really bummer mood, not only do they physically look at it, you can always feel it as well. Yeah. And all people have that ability to empathize and to be an empath. It's an innate thing for humans, period. Mm-hmm. And it's something for me that I've been really tuned into. And I went through a similar training as the BU training, the one that we're talking about in just a minute. Okay. Yeah. I went through one when we were when I was a teenager. And it was a game changer for me at the time because I'd I was a compulsive liar after I switched schools <laughs> and came over into this side of Sandy and whatever. And I just I didn't fit in, so I lied my eyeballs out and I turned into kind of a bully and I was kind of just a douche, just being honest. And then after going through that program, I just I became a friend is really what it was, is I learned how to be everyone's friend and see everyone equally, which was really, really cool. Um, how old I, were you when you did this? Uh, 12 or 13. Okay. And then I helped out with it for a while too. Yeah. It was That's called awesome. Rising Star and it was cool. It was really, really cool. Um, I didn't like the culture of it so much. We had a bummer falling out, unfortunately, but, um, but the idea behind it and what it did was give you somewhat of a restart as a teenager, see how to teach you how to play and show up in life. It was really, really cool. So then when Taylor and I got married and we were struggling for those first three years, mm-hmm. Um, I had wanted to find something like that. I wanted to go to something like that. And there was like Impact here in Utah, which do great work, but they've had some poor things said about it a little bit. When you can tell a lot about like a person's name, like Impact, they're like, we're going to make an impact on you versus like BU is like, you just get to be yourself. Sort of like optimal you, like you get to be your best self. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, similar. It's to just what, like a different. I'm glad field. I have a good name. You have a great <laughs> name. name. I'm it's glad perfect. I chose a I good name. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell a lot about a company by their name, yeah. just like Tay saying, and uh-huh. and it's really true with certain companies, and even with Rising Star, it was like they were going to make sure you were a rising star, 
And so it, it, some of the culture and that kind of played to it. And that, that's not the way I like to do life. I, I'm very just like, I want people to show up how they want to show up. So yeah. once what happened is last year, uh, yeah, last year sometime we, we had um, one of our best friends said, I, I wanted his help. He's a marketing genius. I mean, does millions of dollars a month online. He's just really, really good at marketing online. So I wanted his help to market for a business idea that I'd had. And he said, yeah, I can't trust you. I'm wow. like, what do you mean you can't trust me? And he's <laughs> like, I, I can't trust you. And something along the lines of that, it was like, I, I can't trust yeah. you to, your word is... It, yeah, I can't trust you to show up, really. Yeah. Like, you'll tell me one thing, and sometimes, like, you might do it, but you also might not. So it, there's that, like, yeah. I just don't trust Some you. risk here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he said, he said, yeah, if you go to this training... And uh, have you do it? So I'm like, all right, sweet. So at first I'm like, okay, so it's a business training. I'm totally down to go. So we signed up for it and I was like, Tay, do you want to go to this? And I had said stuff about things like this before because we were struggling so bad in our marriage. Um, But again, last March, we went to the same spot that we had our first fight, which was the night before our wedding was our first big fight we ever had. We'd never gotten loud with each other, anything. We'd had little arguments here and there. But we were really good at just being like, no, oh, it's cool. I love you. Let's figure it out. And it's not like we brushed it under the rug. We would just handle stuff mm-hmm. until that night. And then it was just like we put up walls. And so for three years, we didn't really deal with it. So from March, we went to the same place that we'd had our first fight and decided we're either going to make it work or we're going to get a divorce. Like we're deciding right now. So what do you want to do? Like we actually make a big change and be committed to it. And we talk it all out right now, mm-hmm. or we just say peace out. And so it was actually up at the Draper Temple. That was the first place we had our fight. Wow, That's really, where we yeah. were getting married the next day. And so we went up into that parking lot, and we were there for four and a half hours, talked everything out, and we are like, cool. So I guess we should just move forward. And so things were getting really good. Mm-hmm. But I had said several times, like, hey, we should find a training like that or whatever. He was like, we should go to Tony Robbins. And I literally looked at him, and I said... I'm not open to it. Nope. I don't want to go. Like, I won't get anything out of it. So no. And it was his parents were buying it for us. So it wasn't even like it was coming out of our pocket. And now looking back, I'm like, that would have been so cool. Oh, but I yeah. I'll go I honestly wasn't Robbins. open for it. Right? Tony Robbins. Yeah. I should have just like so, passed off the ticket to someone. Been to like, some Tony Robbins to stuff. He's yeah. the man. He's the man. And the best at changing your state on the planet. He's incredible at it. Mm-hmm. And that's usually what his whole programs are about. Not so much about what these programs do, even though it does some of it. Yeah. The majority of what Tony Robbins does is focus on your state. That's what he does is he's like, you can't really handle or control the past. Mm-hmm. Let's just focus here right now. Change your state. I uh, watched his Netflix special and I saw that in action. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, I'm not your guru he or whatever. He brings back the layers and uncovers the yep. real issue that's the, I well, that's underlying for what they perceive right. as is there being their problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So, and I'd listened to so many Tony Robbins things and whatever, and I'm obsessed with, I mean, I went to school for, I changed every single semester, but I went for psychology, then behavioral science, then communications. And I I never could stick to something because I couldn't find what it was I was Mm -hmm. looking for. And then after my buddy was like, I can't trust you. You got to go to this training if you want to work with me. Yeah. I showed up to it and we went and, after the first go with day. You? So you guys, so you Tay you decided she was going to yeah. come. So I asked her, I'm like, you want to come with me? And she's like, yeah, I guess I'll go. 
And yeah, I was, I was like, like, sure, whoa, I'll go. what, really? what, what, which did, is, I don't know. What changed your mind? I literally don't know. Yeah, you just decided. I, Give it a go. I just, I said yes. And then I was like, okay, well, we're going. I I don't know if it was because I, I really trusted this, the guy and his wife um, who introduced it to us. I, I honestly don't know what it was. I just agreed. And yeah. then we went. Yeah. And awesome. it was. So yeah, we yeah. showed up and it was, it totally transformed our life. So the fact that Taylor's talking on the mic like this right now, <laughs> just for the record, is absolutely insane because last year had we been in this situation she wouldn't have talked it was always me that was just talking always Mm -hmm. and when we would go to situations she would just kind of hide out and stick on her phone and with my family wallflower and the Mm -hmm. observer just sit and listen to everybody learn all the secrets which (laughs) isn't which isn't necessarily bad (laughs) it's not and it's not bad period not necessarily it's just not bad at all yeah it's just I use it, it as a way to hide. Her, yeah, it's it's That's part of her escape the, route. The problem okay. was, yeah. yeah. So, which was fun. You, you, well, you go through this training, you get to see the way that you're showing up and the blind spots you have in your life. And so, right the first day when we got there, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just it's really similar to Rising Star. So then, for me, because we'd had a bummer situation, I was just waiting to cut it down. Like, I can't wait to find all the faults in this, like I did in the other one. Yeah. Because I don't like culture, cultural things that are like you have to be culturally appropriate and do this and stand up and own your voice and be strong and it has to look a certain way. And I'm like, no, dude, I do not like that at all. I'm totally down for obeying the laws of the land, all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, when you're in a free zone, if mm-hmm. when you have freedom to be you is everything mm-hmm. to me. And so when it was just like that while we were in there and there wasn't any of the bull, it was really all about freeing you up so that you could be you. I was like, oh, dude, this place is rad. Wow. Yeah. And Taylor came out absolutely changed. So Ethan Roberts just went through it. Okay. And Ethan, um, I asked him, I'm like, so what so why do you want to go? And he goes, dude, honestly. The reason I want to go more than anything is because of the person Taylor became out of it. That's wow. why I trust it more than anything. Yeah. Because she had such a, a unique, really cool transformation. It was really, really cool. So, so what do you do in this? So you you go in there. It's it's something that's helping you be you. What do they walk you through? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm not going to tell you exactly what yeah, happens. Yeah. You know, okay. But so, I'm going to also so give, give me you the, the example gist of, of, of yeah. what they do. I don't want to take it away from BU no, because no. it sounds like an awesome program. And, and anybody who's interested, we'll put up some information of how yeah. they can get to it and learn mm-hmm. more and maybe even participate And honestly, in if we explained what you did, it would be like, wait, how? How could you even get how to How does you that make there? sense? <laughs> yeah, like it that doesn't, doesn't make it sense. makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. And it's because it, it deals, it puts you in a state where you can handle your subconscious versus, versus mm-hmm. like yeah. what you put up. You actually get to like, be who you are subconsciously on the inside. Yeah. It's the weirdest. It's so cool. So people growing up, even as little kids, we're just we're taught certain things that are okay and things that aren't okay. Uh-huh. And so while growing up with those things, once you learn those things from your parents or from your peers or from whoever, even as a little tiny kid, we make decisions and we create beliefs off of experiences that we have that then become habits, they become patterns, Mm -hmm. and it leads us through to life today. So the stuff that you're doing, and even what we recognize is that 
the reason that we fought wasn't even so much the other person's issue, which for anybody out there that's a couple, you bring in things into a relationship that you already are ready to shoot at the other person for things they didn't even do or that they're not doing because we have so many beliefs about things that we don't end up actually taking action on things that would suit for us, but we react to things because we have a belief or assume that the worst is going to happen a lot of the time. Yeah. That's not for everyone. I'm not saying that. Um, but we have patterns that are created that no matter if it's a good or a bad pattern, we, we all have patterns and they're created from being a young kid. So Yeah, and it can even be like, even anything like as small as like, mom gave brother more mac and cheese one time when you're like four years old and you're like, what the heck, mom? Why did you give him more mac and cheese? You must love him more. And that's the decision you make and that's your belief. Yeah. And then everything from then on, it proves your belief because then all of a sudden like, you get in a fight and you push your brother down and she goes to save brother and take care of brother. And you're like, see, I knew it, mom. You love him more than you or more than me. Yeah. And then it goes into your life and it becomes a pattern that your mom loves your brother more than you. And then it then goes to women figures in your life. And then you start to do, it's just yeah. a little, yeah. little, even something as small as that. And it can Gross. be bigger things. Like, well, and even, it's crazy. So this is why... It, and just for the record, because of that stuff and seeing that with once I figured out my patterns and Tay figured out her patterns and whatever, and we saw where we were at, it was a total Relaxed. game changer because we were like, whoa. And so all in all, in the training, you get to do some processes, you get to do some games to see how you show up, to see the walls you've put up, to see what you're doing and what you're missing out on. And it's really, really cool. Yeah. So because you get to do that, um, you see where you're at in life. And a lot of the time, it, it's really interesting. I, I, similar to you, Joe, I put up stuff all the time. I just like to yeah. put out good feels to Yours people. Yours gets more likes than it's mine do. It's not true, so Joe. It's not true. He Mother, has like a random like brothers big following on me. Instagram. <laughs> like all this stuff. I'm like, how do you... How do so many people? So, anyways, because he's inspiring. He's no. cool. You're a good so, guy. But so, the, so the um, I put something up. Um, I don't even remember what we were just talking about. Now I'm. You just put something talking, up on Facebook. Yeah, you're following. Talking you're about famous. today. No, that's not what I was likes. talking about. That's not what I was talking about. You're I talking about patterns. Up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even remember what it was. You put something up on yeah, social media. Yeah, I put something media, up on social like media. Me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was trying to said. say like you because you'd said something similar in a way. And oh. yeah, that's why I was saying that. As it. to what you put up? Yeah, that was the when whole was point this? of it. Uh, it was about eight months ago, nine months ago. Oh, yeah, my memory can't remember yeah. that. Wait, you <laughs> put something either. up eight months ago or nine months ago? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about what you put up today. No, yeah. no, but in I liked the things from yeah. today. Gotcha. Huh. Yeah. Um, it may come back to you. Yeah, we'll go back to it. If not, a stupor thought means it wasn't very good, not important. <laughs> so you're welcome. Yeah. Didn't ruin that for you. <laughs> um, anyways, the whole point of this training is to help you see certain things, right? You see yeah. all your blind spots here showing yeah. up, uh, everything that I said. And on top of that, you see how you can actually show up and you learn who you are. You learn really who you are, not what they're telling you to be. You you decide it through the whole thing. It's really, yeah. really cool. Um, and it's not, in a weird way, it's, it's exactly what you want out of it. Like, for example, for people that are 
wondering if it's a religious thing. It was funny when, when we went in there, um, you know, it's in Utah. So the people that are in there, I had one person come up to me after I'd gone through it, you can go back and you can help out at it and stuff. And then I ended up becoming really involved because I recognized, um, that this is exactly where I wanted to be. It's exactly the stuff that I could help people with Mm -hmm. totally my MO. And so I was like, Oh man, I got to figure this out. (laughs) Because <laughs> I was already doing teen mentoring. I've been doing it for years. Yeah. And I like awesome. to help. Yeah. And a lot of it was about changing their state and helping them to see that they're worth. Yeah. Helping them see their worth. But I was missing a huge chunk of clearing up the past side of it, which is really where the patterns are going to keep playing out. Because you only yeah. know your future by your past. And so that's just the truth of it, right? Yeah. Your, your, your future repeats what the, the past is unless you interrupt it. Yeah. But you have to see what you're actually interrupting. And I didn't, I didn't ever put that piece to the puzzle. So I kept on interrupting it, and then you go back and interrupt <laughs> it, and then you go back and interrupt it. And it's like, okay, why the frick do I have to keep on interrupting this? So I was teaching kids how to do that. But the issue was, and then most of the time I was working with parents on top of that. So then it was like, I don't really know how to actually stop that from happening. And then I figured it out through this. It was really cool. And so anyways, Tay and I became obsessed with it. And the whole point of the religious thing that I was saying before is that somebody came up to me and they go, so it was on one of the breaks that you have there. They go, okay. So I'm loving this. It's not religious at all. And I love that. And I love that it's like totally, there's no Mormons in here and I just don't feel judged and it's great. And I was like, cool, sweet. <laughs> and somebody else comes up to me and they go, so I love that this is totally like religious and God centered. And I love that like, it, there's just wow. mo- the majority of people here are Mormons. And I'm like, that's so funny that both of you would have the exact opposite uh, thought yeah. because it's so open and transparent that you're mm-hmm. getting everything that you want out of it. It's yeah. really, really cool. So the truths that are taught are just universal truths that everybody can benefit from. So it's yeah. really, really cool. So if you want to believe in something or not, that's not what this is about. It's yeah, just about it's like God or universe or higher power or nada or whatever you want to call or, it. Yeah. It's it, you it get doesn't what, matter. Yeah. So it it's it's really, really cool. Um yeah. So anyways, funny thought on that. But um so so after that had happened and they kind of told me that they're they're sweet on the fact that it's, you know, not religious or is religious or whatever. Yeah. Um I became even more obsessed with it because I'm like, hey, this is so consistent for everyone. It works for everyone. And um, then I started traveling with them. We went out to Indiana, went to Milwaukee. We've kind of gone all over the place doing these things. We did it in inner city Milwaukee as well. Okay. So you started by going to it and now you're involved with it. Yeah. You're helping out. You're putting these trainings on? Yeah. Now, Now I actually get to help do them and be the facilitator. So facilitator, trainer, whatever you want to call it. It's okay. they it, the best way to put it is facilitator because you're not training people to be them type thing. You're facilitating the movement because this thing was created back in the 40s. Um in the late 40s after the world wars to yeah. humanize people again um after the world wars yeah. because they're dehumanized to go out there and kill somebody. And so yeah, all the stuff that they go through there and right. More, only imagine you know that's interesting little side note so i listen to a lot of motivational stuff Uh, i listen to tony robbins les brown and i've even ventured further back jim Rohn, and even uh earl earl nightingale 
And the funny thing that I find is a lot of the messages are recycled. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. There's not really like new groundbreaking information when it comes to motivational uh, messages. Right. A lot of the stuff that our boy Tony shares, uh, Jim Rohn shared a long time ago. That was his mentor. Right. And he pulled a lot of the information from Jim, right. mm-hmm. but now we're just getting it new. And then, you know, you can trace it back. And, right. and even if you go deep, like philosophical or, or if you're going back to like religious texts, like all of, all of the stuff's in there. So it's interesting right. that you're saying this program was used back in the 40s, but we've almost just reinvented it. Not maybe yeah, reinvented it, but it's just refined it. Back it. Yeah. 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 It's almost like it, not recreating the wheel or reinventing it, but mm-hmm. it's just redefining it in a way. Yeah. You can call it whatever you want. It's just the same it's ju- principle. Yeah, it's just evolved into being more like for everyone versus like in the 40s, soldiers. it was specifically <laughs> for soldiers yeah. that came, ba- came back so they could re-enter society and then it was like oh this could work if it could work for them we could change it a little bit and make it work for everyone and now yeah. we're here 2018 and it still works so yeah yeah so pretty wild so you so you're saying that these these events that happen in our life we create beliefs off of them and and one of the things that tony says is that you tell yourself a story and he yep. the number mm-hmm. one thing that he says uh, and that I really like is the number one way you're going to change your life is you got to change the bullshit stories you keep telling yourself. Yep. And he goes back mm-hmm. to that a lot. Now, you've, you've gone through this program. You've done it yourself, Taylor. You've been a part of it. Now you're you're instructing and you're leading. But you mentioned that it's changed you. So yeah. share with me and us. Let's Let's go to the family, right? and why you guys immediately were pulling guns out at each other after this first huge argument that you had. What was the story that you guys were telling yourselves and how did you guys overcome that with this program? Oh, my my story is that I'm unworthy and nobody hears me and I'm not smart enough to be heard. So why even try? That was my story. So I would try and I would That's say something. Bare. That's to the bare minimum of it. Wow. Right. And yeah. there's a story yeah. on top. There's of like that. Yeah. I mean, there's like my like if you want to go into the whole story, I can tell you every moment. <laughs> like I will how go she got in, screwed over yeah. and how but, people hate her and Yeah to the point that's that's what my story was. And so we would get in an argument and I'd be like, Well, this is what I think. And Colton is such a problem solver and I like I I can solve the problem myself. I just need somebody to like listen to me while I talk about the problem. Just for the record, this isn't training thing right here. This is just women, period. <laughs> Men out there, they just want to be listened to. We had a fight a little bit I ago or an argument. Yeah, right, seriously. literally. Just, we, just, we had an argument. Listen. It wasn't even an argument. She, yeah. just, she was just like, will you just stop and just listen to me? And I'm like, babe, but here's the thing. It's like the nail in the head thing, right? Yeah. But there's a nail in your head. And she's like, I don't want to talk about the nail. I just have a lot of head. I have a headache right now. It's like, I, I know it's there and I know I need to pull it out. And right now I just want to complain about how much it hurts. So you get to just listen to me complain about how much it hurts. <laughs> like that's what it is. But yeah. yeah. And so, she just wants to be heard and stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. So but that was, that's part of from her insecurity stuff. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was my story. And so... When we would get in arguments or when I would pull out my gun, I like, it's that whole like, well, mom gave him more mac and cheese. So, oh, okay, there you go. There's another another way that mom loves them more than me. It was like, mm-hmm. I was ready for him not to listen to me. I It was like the self-fulfilling prophecy that I like ran my story so hard 
that everything proved it and just fed into it. And then my story got bigger and bigger. And then it was like, here's another example of how I'm not listened to. And so I would say something or you'd get upset about something or whatever it was. And I would try to explain my side and Colton would come in to solve the problem. And I'm like, see, you're not listening to me. And then boom. So it was like, there's my consistent fight. Yeah. There was my guns just drawn. Like, see, you're not listening to me. Screw you. Like this isn't worth my time. And then I would run and hide and I would just close the door and stay by myself. Cause that's what I would do when I would run my story. And when my story was proven, I would run and hide because it was like, why open up? Why talk? You're going to hurt me anyway. Yeah. I might as well stay protected away from everybody because then I don't get hurt. You yeah. know, so that was my story. Most people preemptive strike when they're, it's almost like they want to prove their story right because mm-hmm. it's been right a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, they they want to be right, which it was really funny. When we were talking about your story, there were so many things that you said, and you're like, see, I'm going to make a lot of sense. And I'm like, no, you don't even understand how much <laughs> sense this makes because it's not even, and the, I don't even mean that in a negative connotation at all. It's just it, I could see because of that, it's like, oh, that makes perfect sense for this. And, and oh, this happened? No, dude, that makes total sense <laughs> for this. And like yeah. no wonder, the fact that yeah. that was the first time you'd ever shared that story we talked about that, yeah. of how that pattern like comes through. And you were yeah. like, oh, that's funny. I never thought of it that way. And it's like, yeah, no, no, no. It's, that's it. But it's, that's, that's what this whole training is, is exactly yeah. what happened for you where you're like, oh, that's funny. I never thought of it that way. Or whatever it was, you were like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Did you know the biggest thing, I'm going to jump in real fast, yeah. was something that I learned from that. So in covering these stories, right? So I've, I've, to be honest, I've always struggled with feedback and especially from superiors. And it went back to when we went into those situations where I was forced into these therapy sessions where I always had to share what was going on. And at times I was different. I didn't want to share. Like I didn't want to to talk. And every time that I got put in these situations, I just hated it. So carrying that story forward with me through my work life, it, it interrupted it because it's like, great, here's another situation. Things are good. And I've got to be forced to bring up something and to talk about right. things that I don't want to talk about. And it was game changer. And you can even ask like some people at my work, they're like, dude, what's changing you? And it was really that conversation and just realizing like, man, I've been putting up these barriers and these walls for so long because of this event that happened growing up when I was in my youth and a childhood. And now I'm in a situation at work where it's not even similar and these people are trying to help me and I am refusing it because growing up, right, I don't want to be different. I don't want to be told right. anything's wrong and it was, it was just amazing. So now, like my whole paradigm on feedback has changed where it's like, that is not even a similar situation. I want to grow and if I'm in a sporting event, right, and a coach is telling me how I can improve, I'm going to listen to that coach. And it's like, this is exactly mm. the same setting. So it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take this, I'm going to listen to it, and I'm going to grow. So that was something that was amazing, like you guys that are talking right. about. And I think it came to pass from you going through this program and saying, oh, all of these things make sense. Like right. in a different light, like it clicked for me of this one instance. I'm sure that there are going to be and will be others. But yeah. Yeah, amazing. Brett, he's my mentor through this, right? The training gets passed down to the next trainer, facilitator type thing. And so got picked as the next guy in line type deal. And so him and the part two facilitator, Jocelyn, they are the ones who've been giving me all this feedback and teaching me these things. And they're yeah. like, look, you see it. You see these things. You just got to recognize it now. 
because it's not yeah whatever whatever the reason <laughs> behind it is i just ha haven't paid attention to them yeah. and so yeah interesting that you say that because i don't know that i ever would have even cared to notice what it was i just cared that that it was whatever you know like i i just if there was an issue it was like i care i care but yeah. i could never see why i cared type thing versus yeah. now it's like oh I care because it's something that can change. And even now, the, the fun thing for me, even seeing this with, with you, is it's not, this is something, this is what I'd put up. This is actually the same thing I was going to say before, is that okay. a lot of people are um, worried about self-improvement, and they look at things that are a self-improvement program or that you are involved in something that is going to change you, that it's that means that you're oh, messed up or that you're screwed. Facebook post? No. I, I just put it on my story yeah. a little bit ago. Okay. And um, maybe it was like a month ago. Yeah. But I, I just went on a rant because I'd had a bunch of people that it was in response to this training okay. that were like, so you, yeah, you just deal with messed up people. And I'm like, no, dude, that's not even... This isn't for messed up people, though. You're excited for messed up people to go through there that are really struggling. That's not even what it's about. And the whole point of desiring to be better, I said a, a Tiger Woods quote when I was talking that day, the, you know, champions don't arrive, they just keep winning. Mm -hmm. and that's like the cool thing about Tiger Woods is now he's doing good again <laughs> may not be the champ may not yeah. be a champ again but he's but he's, he's doing really good <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. and he's gonna keep winning and he'll yeah. keep doing really good and he was the champ for a long time he was just crushing it yeah. nobody could even get close to him so what's really cool about that saying is that it's it's not so much about just crossing the finish line in life and being like oh I made it I'm a 10 I'm yeah. a 10 or I'm I'm at a 10. The real thing that happens is that you cross the finish line or what you think is the finish line. And then really it starts back over and yeah. now you have a whole new 10 to get to. Yeah. And so, um, the funny thing about people talking about how like, well, you got to be messed up and stuff. It's like, no, that's not, you're totally missing it and you're missing out. Yeah. It's more about the fact that you can just have so much more. You can have yeah. so much more. So with this, it's really, really fun for me to look at it and be like, dude, I, I love you guys. I want you to get it and stuff. And it's <laughs> not so much that they need it. It's that people deserve it. Yeah, They deserve to let go of patterns. They de deserve to let go of stuff, period, that's holding them back that they don't even know about. It's just blind spots. Yeah, and it sounds like it's uh, really like a recipe for growth is what you're describing. It's too. exactly, and, yeah. and it's not just for people who have been through things or are telling their themselves stories because of events that have happened in their life. Right. It can just be for, I mean, it's for everybody and right. everybody to break those barriers to help them move through and move forward. So, so Taylor was telling her story. Yeah. So Taylor was saying that the way and part of the reason you guys were fighting because or, or had struggles is she needed to be listened. She needed to be validated. She wanted to be heard out. Now, you just mentioned something, Colton, that you are the person who cares about problems. You just care. So was that is that your story, right? You're like, there's something wrong here. I need to fix it. Or oh, yeah. what's your story? So that's, that's a great question. So yeah, big time. Uh, everybody else gets it before me type thing is I'm there to fix the problem unless it's my problem. <laughs> I don't really care to fix my problem, but I'll fix everybody else's, which is a complete broken equation. Huh. 
Yeah. yeah. Which is an interesting thought because... I mean, it's I, selfless for one. It's selfless. And a lot of people look at that as like, man, I'll take a bullet for you. And it's like, cool. Then you can't help anybody. Yep. And yeah, you're right. If if somebody were to jump in right now, for sure, I'm going to take a bullet over Taylor, for sure. Yeah. The thing with that, though, is that I want to live. So I'm going to take a bullet in my arm. I'm not going to take it in my heart. I'm not going to die. I'm choosing to live in this situation. <laughs> shoot, shoot me right here, if you would. <laughs> right, you're yeah, like, I'll but, block yeah. it. Yeah, a lot of people, they look at the, uh, I would die, I'll die for anybody. And yeah. that's where my my whole solace was, was that like, I would die for anybody. And because of that, I'm a great friend. Yeah. But that's really all that it stopped at. I didn't actually try to help people solve all of the problem because I couldn't, I couldn't actually help people because I was a broken equation myself. I had stuff that I wasn't whole. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. That, well, and it really reminds me of a very common analogy of the airplane going down and you're in crisis mode there, right? What What's the first thing you're instructed to do? Put your own oxygen mask yep. on. Mm. Because if you were to help other people, you may not make it to that yep. point. <laughs> if yeah, it's you like you can't help anybody if you're dead. Exactly. <laughs> if you yeah. stop breathing. It's exactly so mm-hmm. similarly, right? You, yeah. It's, so, it's yeah. good. It, it's, it's something that is thought of to be right. You're going to help somebody else. But totally. most important, if you're not taking care of yourself, you may be dead. <laughs> right. You may die and you, you not may be die. able to help anybody yeah. else. <laughs> well, and that's, that's the thing that was the broken part for me is that mm-hmm. I looked at probably one of the most overlooked quotes of all time and misunderstood quotes is by what I would call the greatest teacher of all time. Really good dude. About 2000 years ago, had some really good teachings. Huh. Yeah. Wait, is this dude. a book? Misunderstood quotes? That sounds like a great book title. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Yeah, it's all about misunderstood <laughs> scriptures. It could be. <laughs> but that's like every other church in the world. They're like, no, this is how it is. But but this is true. Most people, he gave uh, two great commandments. Love God with all thy heart, might, mind, and strength. And the other one was like unto it. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Um, or like unto thyself. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that everybody looks at it that it's just love thy neighbor. And most people don't even interpret the fact that that's actually a self-love quote. They miss it completely. And I did my whole life. I just thought it was all about love God, love everyone else. But it actually says love others like unto thyself. And you and miss it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you ever thought of that? that? Well, I was going to yeah. say, tell me, tell me more about this. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. have you ever thought of it? Like, because most people, they just think it's about loving everyone. But mm-hmm. you can't... You can't love people if you don't love yourself. Yeah, in, in yeah. the wording of it, actually, in the quote of it or the scripture, it's it says, like unto thyself. So it's prerequisite with yourself first. And you can't love everyone else unless you love you. And that's that's the whole point of BU training is to learn wow. how to love you. Uh-huh. It's really, really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and that's where my equation was broken is that I was trying to take care of everybody else, but I didn't actually like me completely. And I wasn't okay with certain things that were with me. I mean, as saying this, this is totally not um, appropriate in today's world, but I used to call myself retarded all the time. And I still do sometimes. It's a, such a horrible habit that I've had. Mm-hmm. When I do something that's dumb. I might have been guilty of that. Yeah, I call myself <laughs> retarded. So retarded. So dumb. And I had yeah. a fourth grade teacher that every day would call me dumb and stupid. Every single day. 
Mr. Henning, if you're out there, <laughs> shout out my boy. So, but he <laughs> got you on blast. <laughs> yeah, got you on blast. Called so. out right now. No, but the truth of it is, is that he probably license. had a lot of similar things. Because <laughs> what's funny about that is I can see Mr. Henning's deal is yeah. that he didn't have approval from mom. Is yeah. all it is because he's right. a perfectionist. And it's mom and dad stuff together that he's got. That's the funny thing. That's the cool thing about going through this is that now that all the people that I've been hurt by in my life and stuff, I can see the bigger picture of it and like kind of hover above all of it and see it's it's not even me. It's not even, I just took on that stuff because then I just would start to believe it. Yeah. And once we believe it, then we start to just assume even before we even take action and change things, it's the changing your stars or changing your state. We go back to the assumption of, no, I I am dumb. I am stupid. I am whatever. And I did that all through high school. I even did it out of high school. I've done it up until really the past year or so. That's it. Where I've decided mm. I'm actually pretty damn smart. Yeah. I'm actually really powerful. I'm I'm inspiring because I go first in life. I'm willing to to go out on a limb and go first and uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm creative still. I'm a creative person and that's my smart side of me. And I like that part of me and I used to hate it. And, and, and the number one thing that I hated more than anything about myself was that I could feel people's energies and I hated it. I was so connected and had all this compassion toward people that I felt like that made me weak. And because it made me feel like love for them sincere love yeah. for people then i avoided it so bad because even with like dating girls and friends and whatever i knew how people felt about me and i hated it so going through this with bu helped me to recognize like hey i love that side of me i love being able to connect with people that's that's the that's the part that i wanted this is my savior side of me that i am so obsessed with of being a superhero that's my power is to be able to connect with people, and I've avoided it my whole entire life. And that's the one thing I want, is to be connected with people. So it's it's interesting how that took me damn near 30 years <laughs> to get it, but hey, it was, how long it was actually it, 29. It was how long did it years. take Colonel Sanders to figure out the recipe for that delicious chicken? <laughs> it was like 70 years. Yeah, 60 years. Sometimes yeah. it takes time. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, so yeah. which which is awesome, and that's... Um, that's a, a good story for people to know is that, you know, I mean, even if you look at, um, what's his bucket, the dude that owns the, the Mavs, help me out. Oh, Mark, Mark Cuban. Cuban. Mark Cuban. Mark, Mark Cuban didn't even have a successful business or a million dollars or whatever <laughs> until he was over 30 years old or whatever. You know what? That's, that's funny you say Mark, right? You think about any successful guru who's huge, right? who's big. That's been the case with many of them. It's not an overnight oh, yeah. thing that happens. And those are people who have been through struggles, who have oh, been yeah. through hard times. It hasn't been as, been an easy road for them. And they've oh, been yeah. able to overcome, work through those things, never give up uh, to get to that point where they're at. But yeah, you're exactly yeah. right. Like, yeah, yeah. Mark Cuban had a complete <laughs> restart when he was 30. And yeah. I'm like, wow, oh, dude, I still got a chance. <laughs> yeah. But, Reinvent. Yeah, but I, that was the coolest part about all of it is recognizing who you are. And for Taylor... Um, I, I'm not going to speak for Taylor, but I'll let her tell you who she is, I guess, yeah, well, is the better part. I, I was just going to go back to like, that was such a big part of our arguments is that my unworthiness mm -hmm. was like hitting his, I need to save you. I need to save you. And so it was just 
And you're like, I don't need to be. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I just, I, I, this is what I need. And he was like, yeah, but here's the problem. And I, I can save you. I can save you. And I'm like, no, you stop. Like, so it was just this constant. It was like like a save from up here and not from save here either too. Even though I cared. yeah, Yeah. That's where like his guns were drawn. It was like, yeah, but no, I can fix you. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't need to be fixed. So let's go. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So that's where like, wow, it became a really big thing. And once we both like went through this training and we were able to see that and I was like, Oh wow. Like I am so like stuck in needing to be heard and needing to be validated and needing it to be the way that I need it, that I, I'm completely closing off everything. And so that was a big thing for me. And because like I would close off everything then he would be like, well, no, let me, like, let me help. Let me help. Let me help. Like the savior complex. And it would push me even more back. And so letting go of, I mean, and we still do it. Like you still are going to have those things. I mean, it's for me, 25 years of feeling this way, like it comes up still. And the great thing is that I now know that that's my story. And so when it comes up, I'm like, crap. Okay. Well, I'm just going to own this. I'm going to be really dramatic about it. And I'm just going to roll around <laughs> in this really quick. And then I get to step back and be like, okay, that's just my story. And I'm done. Yeah. And, you know, I'll move forward from it. And it's been really cool. And that's, it was perfectly set up that we decided to make a change. And six months later, we were in this training that was teaching us really how to do it. It was yeah. like we had taken baby steps and all of a sudden it was like, all right, now you get to jump off the cliff. Like, here we go. Yeah. And it was super cool. But yeah, that's awesome. It's, it's amazing to hear the success that this program has had in your individual and your combined mm-hmm. lives that you guys have together. Even our it's, family, like my, my mom yeah? did not want to go through and <laughs> said, don't tell me about it. I'm not interested. Really? And then she yeah. went through after we'd gone through the second part of it. She's like, okay, I'm in. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> You don't have to go if you don't want to. I'm fine with it. It's been a really healing thing (laughs) for yeah. She went through a lot of people. Then my brother and sister-in-law went through it, and they did not want to go. And they were like, "Yeah, we don't want you to be a part of it. We don't want you around us (laughs) because we didn't have a relationship with them at all. And now we're absolute best friends with them. Yeah, and that's who we want to hang out with more than anybody. Yeah. And unfortunately, now they moved to California. Yeah, of course, right sure. when they move away, right when everything goes good, they just have up. to leave. Yeah. yeah. And then now my dad just went through, which is super cool. Wow. And my dad, I mean, he speaks for a living. He flies all over the world. He just got back from Australia and Asia and stuff. I mean, he's he speaks. That's what he does. And it's wow. not about the fact that you're messed up or anything, but he had these massive breakthroughs where, you know, he had several different dads and his one dad didn't completely show up. And because mm-hmm. of that, certain things, little tiny things have created big impacts. And even for somebody that's an absolute all-star, it's these little shifts that take place that you get to go back and change the energy you have about it. And then all of a sudden it's like not even an issue. It's like you're back to the future wow. moment that you get to punch yeah. Biff Tannen in the face <laughs> or stand up to Biff Tannen and say, hey, that doesn't work for me, dude. Yeah. And everything's different after that. So, yeah. You, you guys you guys are awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. There's a lot of personal, a lot of intimate stuff there that you guys 
clearly have worked on it, or I don't believe that you would have been able to share so freely about that stuff. And, and, and it's sure amazing. Have been able to. <laughs> nope. yeah. And There's and it's no amazing. Way well, we'll definitely get some information up so that um, anybody who is listening can connect with this program, sure. connect with you, Colton, find out more about it and how to go through sure. it. What I'd like is I want to uh, invite you, Taylor, to give me give me give me a wrap up. Now I'm saying this because I know Colton could probably talk and talk and talk on this. I know, I'm but I but based here's, on results. But here's uh, here's, here's what I want. Or what I would like yes. for you to do. Having gone through this program, having identified that there are these patterns in our lives and these thought processes that we've had, these stories that we've been telling ourselves ever since a young age, if somebody's in that situation, say that you were a month ago, mm-hmm. what is the best way for them to begin to take action to make those changes necessary to break those patterns? What advice would you give that person? Oh, wow. Um, I'm good with questions. Yeah, that's <laughs> like a question. deep one, man. <laughs> Honestly, for me, um, the biggest thing for me was recognizing that I had a choice. Um, and so just being aware that I have that choice. So I have, um, I was diagnosed with, I have major depressive disorder and along with that comes anxiety. And so that was a part of my story. I was like, yeah, well, I'm just I'm just sad. Like, I can't do this. I don't have a choice. Like, this is just what I have to deal with. And it's not fair. And life isn't fair. And for me, realizing that I could choose. And yeah, there's scientifically, if you really go into it, like, there's things I can't change. And Mm -hmm. I can change my state or I can change where I'm at. And at any point in time, you always have a choice. That was the very first gift that we were ever given is the ability to choose. And um, honestly, that would be the biggest thing for me because it's when you're in such where I was before I went to training, um, just a quick backstory. I, I, I mean, I said I had the whole unworthy complex going on and it came a lot from the men in my life, mm-hmm. just from, I had two older brothers and then I was, it was me and I was the only girl. Um, so I always felt like I had to be just like them. And my dad was raised in a military family and was taught that emotions aren't okay. And I'm a girl and I'm (laughs) emotional. And so I would cry or I'd get emotional or, or worked up over something and it wasn't like acceptable. And my dad didn't know how to handle it. And then through high school got into, um, very unhealthy relationships to where I, I was, I can't think of like even like the word like just like held down like like you don't have a choice like I I control yeah it Mm -hmm. felt it felt as if like I was stuck I was just stuck and I couldn't make a choice and um so realizing that I could have like being in that space if I would have known that I had a choice to change anything and it's it's easier said than done actually really knowing in my heart that I have a choice versus like obviously like logically I had a choice yeah. and in my heart I didn't feel like I did and that was the biggest biggest thing for me is that I had a choice and I could choose to stay where I was at and I could choose to be sad and I can choose to just be in a crap place I can choose to feel unworthy I can choose to run and hide or I can choose 
to be a little bit of uncomfortable and stretch myself and own my voice and stand up and say, no, I deserve this and I feel this and it's okay for me to feel this. And that was my, my biggest aha. And so for anybody that's dealing, especially women in general, um, dealing with that is just knowing that you have a choice and feeling okay to make a choice would be my biggest, I guess. That's powerful. Yeah. Word of encouragement, I guess. Yeah. It it all, it all starts with that choice. And Mm -hmm. I agree. There's, there's a power behind that. Not only knowing that, sure, I can, I can make a decision here. Right. But know that behind that decision that you make, there can be these outcomes that you couldn't Mm -hmm. even have perceived. That's, that's amazing. Great advice. Tay's pretty cool. I told you. <laughs> she's, You're she biased, is awesome. Well, it's, it can call it bias, but she's she's pretty freaking rad. <laughs> yeah. She's she's a committed human to who she is. It's really cool. She's totally unapologetically her, and it's it's inspiring as hell. That's awesome. I am now. <laughs> it's taken twenty five years, but you you've had it in there. You've just had to unleash mm-hmm. it. I just had to accept yeah. it and love it, and I do now. So it's good. It's fun. Colton Taylor, I think I did the names right that time. Thank you guys <laughs> for, for being on. Thank of you for course. sharing that story uh, and great advice, Taylor. Awesome. And thank all of you guys out there for, for watching, for listening. Uh, I haven't asked for comments, likes, shares, but we're getting to that point. So if you liked <laughs> what you've heard. Subscribe. <laughs> subscribe. Yeah, I forget right. all of the things that I need to throw out here. But if you've liked what you've heard, and you feel that this message can help somebody else out, like, leave a comment, share it, share it with somebody, share it with a friend, share it on your social media so that this message can get out and can help others break through to make those choices to change their lives, that they don't have to be stuck, that they don't have to be held down, and that you can just be you and you can live your optimal life. Until next time, everybody, thank you. We will see you later. You can say bye. Boo. Bye, guys. <laughs> oh, bye. <laughs>